Hello everyone, welcome back to Winston Smith's Diary. This is episode four. In this episode, I got to talk to Victoria Palmer from the Seattle Truth Network. I want to thank her once again for taking the time to talk with me. Um, we did the episode outside, so there's a little bit of ambient white noise. Not too bad, should be fine. And all of Victoria's info, uh, her links that we talked about, her website and such, will be in the description. So here we go with Victoria Palmer from Seattle Truth Network episode four and everyone please enjoy we'll see you on the next one Episode four of Winston Smith's Diary. I'm excited because I have a guest here today with me, live and in person. Can I give you her name? You're uh, <laughs> uh, Hi, I'm uh, Victoria Palmer. With Seattle Truth Network, right? Correct. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Right. I didn't know if we wanted to use an alias. We should be fine, right? So. Oh, I'm very public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so we're in Seattle. We're going to have uh, a little uh, talk here today and learn about what um, some of the events Victoria is involved in and Seattle Truth Network and the current state of affairs. And let's see if we can um, hopefully inform some people, right? And, you know, help people find some connections to some truth and, and figure out how to navigate all this craziness, right? Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about your, I guess the, the start with the Seattle Truth Network, the, this, how that started and what it's about. And, and we'll put all this information in the, in the description for everybody. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Patrick. We've been a group for about five years now. We started just on Meetup, um, inviting anyone to come join us and have just a discussion on truth, um, alternative views, um, you know, dealing with things, anything that others might consider conspiracy even, um, because we wanted to have discussions on this rather than have people just, um, you know, be alone in their thinking and mm -hmm. not being able to have a dialogue. So we were meeting in library meeting rooms or coffee shops through meetup. And um, it was actually, a, it was a lot of fun. We met a lot of people, gained a few members that were regulars. Um, but um, we uh, eventually, of course, we couldn't have meetings starting with the lockdown. And so um, basically then I just but at the same time, this was in a, 
the lockdown was such an affront to what we anyone would consider the truth that we felt it was our role to you know get on the street and start spreading the truth mm. actively yeah so i didn't i didn't know myself that it existed long before the covid lockdown and all that so that's a mm -hmm. fairly recent discovery for me so it was just and part of what i've with with seattle truth and other people that i've met after this mm -hmm. has happened it's uh it's not it, oh, I described it as like a support group, but it's not. It is a support group because you know it's people because you feel so alone, and I've definitely felt that, and I, I know a lot of yeah. people out there do. So you have to you have to know that you're not alone, which you're you're not crazy. I mean, you have to you have to look at everything and question everything with an end and with with evidence, not just latch on to anything that sounds you know sneaky or dark or whatever. But what, yeah. that we that we talked about, but um. But yeah, these one good thing I can say for me personally, and a lot of people that I've met is that you you find these new friendships, new connections, people that you don't have to pretend with. You can have a real conversation, and that's one silver lining of the people that I've met as this has you know progressed. So that and I, you know, I'm, a lot of people, myself, I can say have, have you know lost friends or have family issues uh, with this. I definitely can say that's happened to me. Mm -hmm. So. But there is um, positive is that I'm meeting a whole bunch of new amazing people. So, like, and uh, and I met yeah. a bunch at, at the Seattle Truth event. So that's uh, that's always nice to just to again just to to be around people who kind of who know what's going on. So, yeah, that's great, Patrick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about um, some of the so before the before the lockdown were there? So it was just meetings. It wasn't necessarily protest events, or were there? Right. We, I did not consider myself an activist before that. Mm -hmm. um, it was mostly just um, a passive role of finding others and connecting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'll share my, my personal wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, um, it was more around 2013 when, uh, you know, it just seemed like there was all this information coming out through YouTube, through other Internet uh, websites. Uh, because I would, I would consider that I've always been kind of on the outside mm -hmm. my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I was aware of things like 9-11 and, you know, other, you know, what people would call conspiracies. Mm -hmm. But the information didn't really start coming out until about 2013 when um, all of a sudden videos started showing up on YouTube and, and a lot of information started coming out. And at that point, at that point in time, you could keep up with it. Now... Um, you know, all these years later, there's actually so much information coming out. It's actually really hard to keep up with. Mm -hmm. So at some point along the way, uh, you know, part of the impetus of the gr of joining the group and starting it um, was my own search for companionship in this mm -hmm. because y you do you 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 fill your head with all this information and you're like, okay, we gotta what I gotta talk about it. You yeah, know, I can't can you just sit here sit here and stew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So that you know, and I maintain that. Um, purpose with the group even today I actually we're still outreach we're still trying to meet people and just kind of bring them some sort of comfort through this as far as hey you're not alone you're not um you know you're not just imagining this you know this is really happening um and so even when I connect with someone on just a short basis I feel like it's it's helping them in that regard yeah I uh so you up so you're saying roughly up until 2013 you were just kind of living your life and didn't look deeply mm -hmm. into, uh, you know, you thought that politicians were for the most, I mean, everybody knows that it's corrupt, but it's not, 
totally fake. I mean, that's um, that's where I'm at now. He, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's red red team, blue team is just pro wrestling to me, and and people who yeah. attach their their identity and their emotions to these actors are, uh, I'm, I'm so past that. It's hard for me to to watch when yeah. people are they're they're so invested that it it's real and it's just to show and it's just to to get people to fight among our whatever divisions you know about your gender or your race or religion or your beliefs or you know they want they want all us regular people with no money and power just to fight each other and have these emotional diversions to to just you know keep keep people under control so they don't know so we can't band together and see who's really screwing us all i mean that's my that's my take on it you know Uh, (laughs) i i agree with you patrick if you look at the overall game as being one of Dividing us from each other. Divide and conquer. What is the hills? Yeah. 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 So that kind of gives us our strategy, which is to kind of unite people and just not divide. It's interesting, too, how if you just, and I'm not, I'm learning, I'm getting more fascinated in history recently just because I'm learning with real history, like how we've really gotten here. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, I guess we're we're Americans. This is American-centric. We're learning the history of just the 20th century, of the last hundred years or so, just how we have really gotten to this point and what we thought about America and our constitution and our rights and, and what and what really happened. And we, and we and we can see that, you know, it's not that long ago, tyrants have been around since forever, right? And this tech technocratic mm-hmm. this technology that's here is their wet dream. Like who they're you know, so now we and they want to they're they're making the move, they're implementing that's or that's what I'm that's not my opinion. Um, and people don't don't want to grasp it or they can't or they think well I, mean, I guess my point is like human nature hasn't changed there's always been people who just want more power and control and greed and they have there's some hole in them where they have to do that and that's to me there's a group of these people that's orchestrating what i see is just total stomping out of our rights crushing dissent and you know technocracy they want to just lay it on you know that's what's on the way so that's what i see and it just it's hard for me to, for me to people who just won't look at it or can't I know it's difficult, but you have to, and it's not crazy because this has been happening since how you know since we can any recorded history. I mean, people yeah. people get together and they want they're greedy or they're they have some kind of hole in their soul and they need to they want to control other people and you know what I mean. So but people just don't want. To, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Patrick. <laughs> I would actually encourage people to compare it to uh, the French Revolution where there was the reign of terror mm-hmm. and the, you know, it was even called the committee of public safety, you know, where they were um, enforcing arbitrary rules on the population, things like that. As far as what it's, it's a lot like what we're seeing now, it's a form of terrorism on the population. And, um, but like you're saying, it's aided with the, this technology that um, we've already invited into our homes, mm-hmm. into our life, into, and in many cases into our bodies. So, um, yeah, there's, there's still a window here for people to wake up, uh, hopefully before it's too late. Yeah. So yeah, we were, I was thinking about that earlier. So I do feel, I see some signs of encouragement and I feel like more people are coming around, waking up, if you want to say, or kind of realizing their spidey sense has to be tingling, you know, but it's not happening fast enough, but let's, if we're going to try and guess, um, what what might be something i mean or if when how long can we expect for a, a, a more of a mass of the norm normies quote unquote whatever people that are just going along with it to to 
to wake up or get closer to that point? What can we, what can we hope for <laughs> or what might do it? Well, let's look at um, the strategy right now, because I'll be honest with you, what would do it would be a really strong lockdown by Governor Inslee on our state. But if you look at his strategy, he's playing it very carefully and they're getting feedback from people so that they only give us just a little bit more than what we're willing to take. But if he came out tomorrow and slapped on a, a lockdown, I think that would wake up a tremendous amount of people. But that's why he's being careful. So do or yeah. what, what, well, what about if, if in you know October or November? I don't. I I just fully expect they're going to invent something that there will. So I I think I'm just opining here, but. I don't see how there won't be another complete lockdown when, when the fall comes. Well, come October, November, by then he'll have ramped up whatever next variant mm -hmm. and scare tactics. Now, he could go one of two ways. It could be a new variant. He also seems to, but he also seems to be preparing us for like climate lockdowns. Yeah. That might be another option. I, I mean, if we look at the last few years, um, Washington State has been covered in smoke during August. So I think that's that could be part of this upcoming strategy is to smoke us out so that we'll be accepting the masks again and perhaps a climate lockdown. That's that's my guess. He has to, but he has to get us to accept it. Um, so that's why he's acting carefully. So like I say, if he locked down tomorrow, mm -hmm. I think people would rise up. But um, he's playing his hand carefully. So. And on the climate thing, I've, I don't know if you, did you see, it was a few months back, the Project Veritas, where it was uh, Charlie Chester, mm. the CNN guy? Yeah. Okay, so he's a, it's like a technical director at CNN, and I think they had these, uh, a few young ladies, intrepid reporters, that they, they, they kind of hooked up with them on a dating site, and went on a date, and they're sitting there having beers, and they're, and they're filming them, it's like two or three months ago. And he's the technical director of CNN, pretty high up, and he manages kind of production. Oh. And he says openly that, yeah, I'm, we push propaganda and fear. We always have the um, the Chiron, the little the little the scroll, the feed of uh, how many COVID deaths and infections and cases. And he would get a call. There's an actually a red bat phone where is it Zucker, the head of CNN, the actual top dog at CNN, would call him and be like, "Put the COVID numbers back up. We're losing viewers." And he's he's, he's openly admitting this. It's Whoa. several. You have to look it up. It's yeah. but he's saying we push fear, we push COVID just to keep more viewers because people are not compelled to sit there and just, and just stick on it, you know, so that, and they, and they have this to down to a science and that, but he also says among admitting that they're openly propagandists, he admits that uh, climate is going to be the next thing. It's going to be the next big thing that they're going to push. And like you're saying, mm -hmm. to, to convince us that we can't live our lives. We can't move around or what are they going to tell us? I'm sure they're going to tell us we can't drive cars. We can't breathe or, you know, we all exhale carbon, right? So we're going to be, we're going to be, um, violating our, our carbon carbon uh, allowance or something like this but but it's already been I've seen it speculated on but that was from you know the guy at CNN saying that this is already in the culture there that's going to be the next thing that's going to be they're going to pump out and and, yeah. and and control people with fear so it's out there so I'll send it to you but if and I'll, I'll put it in the description too if, if anyone hasn't seen it but it's like it's a smoking gun if anyone needs it um, I, I don't know. I, 
I mean, Patrick, what you just described is the reign of terror. It is propaganda, constant fear out there, mm. one issue after another. I mean, we've been assaulted by, yeah. I mean, it was BLM last year, and now it's, um, and the, I mean, COVID, BLM, mm -hmm. and now climate change. It seems to be like a nonstop assault. And yeah. it is, it's 95% propaganda. Whatever little bit of truth is in there, because, yeah, some people have died of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, you know, every... All of these movements have some shred of truth. There was a three-day heat wave in Washington, and like that caused a drought and climate change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, weird things like that. But um, he has to get enough there that people will feel that the rest is true. You know, yeah. but like you're saying, it is—it's terror, it's propaganda and fear. Um, and unfortunately, most people fall for that. Yeah, they don't recognize it as a tool. Like again, if you just go into a little bit of fairly modern history though you know problem reaction solution uh order out of chaos mm -hmm. i think Rahm Emanuel is the guy who said um never let a good crisis go to waste it's all the same thing you know yeah. you scare people you say oh my god and then daddy government's gonna come here and make it okay you just give up your rights and we'll and we'll take you know we'll take mm -hmm. all your rights but you're gonna be like you said covid or, or whatever that whatever it might be um they want to they want people just to submit and be you know have no agency, no autonomy at all, um, and they use mm -hmm. fear to do it. And it's to us, it's so transparent. But for a lot of people, they're still there. They're still bought into it. They don't, they don't recognize the methodology. So hopefully, we can help them. I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's just uh, again, just throughout history, this is what they do, and all you have to do is know that a little bit, and you'll you'll be able to hopefully get past some of the fear you know so yeah. I mean, for me i'm sure you're probably ahead of me on this but you know um we're all gonna face uh we're not we're gonna have to find our line in the sand and say beyond here you shall not pass right and so i'm not getting injected i'm not taking a test uh every day or whatever i'm not i'm not gonna wear a mask essentially there's there are lines that will not be crossed and i will take the consequences for that and it's probably gonna be tough but i there's no other decision. That's it. I'm not going to be a slave to these technocratic psychos, and I will take the consequences. And that, yeah. you know, that's and that's scary, but um, it's not going to happen for for me. So, uh, yeah. and if we have enough people that can kind of, you know, bond over that, then if, if people just realize it, then we won't have to. You know, we do not let we don't have to let this happen at all. It's it really, yeah. you know. Yeah, Patrick, what you just described is you're taking your personal responsibility mm -hmm. for yourself. And that's what you can do. That's what everyone listening can do is, is themselves keep that line and, um, and just hang in there. You know, it's like, you know, I like to tell people they'll find themselves in a better place. And I have seen people lose one job just to find a better one mm -hmm. or lose a housemate and find something better. So, um, you know, compromising now means compromising for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So it really means, so that's why we really need to take a stand. Now, the more people we can bring together, the easier it will be. Uh, I mean, I've been very happy to have a group of, you know, well over a hundred people in, in this truth and freedom community that I've been able to successfully network with this year. So I feel like I have a nice buffer of people that I can count on um, if I need help. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them are um, business owners or, um, 
you know, they have property or different things like that. So they each bring some, uh, some contribution to the table and it's been very helpful this year. Yeah, that's so kind of mutual aid in a way, kind of, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what we need to do. We need to build local relationships with people and, and you know, bring what you can to the um, the agora. That's something I've learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agorism or agorism, however you want to say it, something I've learned yeah. through, uh, so I linked up with some really awesome people in the Seattle area. Um, same kind cool. of thing, doing events, getting together, knowing, you know, kind of just supporting each other and knowing... Uh, knowing that we're not alone and we don't have to just sit back and, and kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to call it uh, voluntarism, yeah, you know. Yeah, same, same concept, because, yeah. And it, but it has, uh, to me, it's like, okay, there's other ways to volunteer, you know. And mm -hmm. so I do, you know, we call ourselves volunteers and we um, and we just help each other. And, for instance, um, a lot of the designs you see are a friend that I met through this. Um, she's a graphic designer, so she contributed her, her designs to all the signs. Uh, I've had other people contribute um, signs, uh, different, uh, you know, places to meet, locations, mm -hmm. things like that. So it really is, so in the bigger picture, you know, we can re we can encourage the spirit of voluntarism. And that's, I don't know if, I think I've asked you about Freedom Cells and I'm not familiar with, with Derek Rose, but a lot of this mm -hmm. stuff that's, that we're, to me it's saying, uh, you know, in a way, because the Klaus Schwab and they want the great reset of techno-fascism. Um, but uh, what Derek Rose's term is the greater reset, but what he's talking about is we probably could use a reset, but not as a total surf class to just, you know, to, to, to uh, bow down to the, we can, we can have our own, we can, you know, we can do a reset if we want and, and live in a better way that's more mm -hmm. true to who we are as human beings, that's more in tune and in balance with nature. We can do that. And we need to, um, but they, their solution is that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy and you'll be slaves and they'll own everything. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to do that. We can do our own thing, you know. So yeah. I uh, I've been realizing my my journey of uh, kind of you know I used to I don't know if I was I was a Bernie supporter five plus years ago, you know, which may sound strange to some of you now now that I'm like uh, I don't want you know. I'm close to anarchy now or close to because because I was still holding on hope that if a good guy with good intentions gets in there maybe he can no no president is going to wave a wand and make things but I was still hoping holding on to this little thing that like maybe if a good guy gets in there he can start something and people will be more represented and then obviously that <laughs> he's a tar he's uh, anyway I'm done with that but now I'm just mm -hmm. like there's I'm sorry there's especially at the national level as far as like I don't know how you feel about this but Especially voting, I don't. It's uh, I don't see really any point in it. You know, I mean, maybe local politics. You know, you can get stuff done, um, but voting for the red versus blue puppet to me is a waste of energy. And you know, I didn't. I'm. Mm -hmm. I've given up on that. So we need to build our own relationships and just, you know, hopefully if we can build our own little thing and they can leave us alone, <laughs> that's that's what we're hoping for now. Just to withdraw from it, right? So. Yeah, I think I think this last election year showed. Um, what a fraud that entire mm. um, scene is. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not a Trump guy, but um, there's no way Joe Biden get 82 million votes or whatever they say. Mm -hmm. It's um, It was completely fake. And yeah. He didn't campaign. Uh, his brain is oatmeal. He can't complete a, a sentence. Nobody he doesn't represent yeah. anything other than saying, 
I'm bad. Trump's a really bad guy, and I'm not him. That's, pr that's pretty much all he said. Yeah. So you know. So. I mean, Patrick, it's not conspiracy when the facts just show what they yeah. show. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking sides either, but it's just it's pretty blatant. So if you look at the the election or the COVID numbers, mm -hmm. it really neither of them supports the path that oh. has been put in Speak, front of us. Yeah. Speaking of What's COVID that? numbers, did you see the latest tidbit that the CDC let out about um, the PCR test? about them phasing them out yeah yeah and in the in the verbiage in there and i'll link this again i have it um it says i think they're phasing out the end of this year we mm -hmm. you know we that have looked into this know that it's already total bullshit 100 percent fraud it's just totally fake the test is arbitrary they can get whatever results they want but now not only that um th now they announced within this uh kind of announcement that they're phasing it out they suggest that labs use they say like a multiplex test approach but the ver but that can distinguish between covid and influenza so they're pretty much admitting that this whole shit up to this point uh the test is uh read it for yourself but they're essentially admitting that we couldn't differentiate between covid and the flu and the flu numbers this past winter were down to almost nothing what a coincidence right i mean uh -huh. so it's so it's so blatant um but and it's on the cdc's website but you're Obviously, it's not going to be in CNN, MSNBC, whatever. People, people that just mm -hmm. put those channels on and let it wash over them and they absorb all that crap, they'll never hear it because you have to look for it. So, that, But it's, as you can tell, it's like endlessly frustrating to me. But there's the, the information is there from the same source who's telling you one thing over here. You can just do a little looking around and you can see the utter fraud and deception. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Patrick, that yeah. is an excellent example yeah. of how um, we've been saying it all along, yeah. what a fraud the PCR tests have been. Yeah. And now they're finally admitting it. Unfortunately, you're but, right. It's not going to filter down to the average person on the street. They're yeah. still going to be using them through mm -hmm. the winter, even though yeah. if they're a fraud in the winter, they're a fraud now. Right. Shouldn't yeah. they just be stopped? Exactly. And they're going to keep, they're going to keep, obviously, yeah, keep it in place for the, you know, like I said, the imminent shutdown that i see coming in the fall but they're gonna so yeah again it's just overt straight up <laughs> bullshit but the way things are it it's it succeeds still just because yeah people don't have are not in tune with you know independent journalists or real adversarial journalists it's just it's not there anymore you know so yeah it, it's also there's something in human nature that they are appealing to which is you could call it our need for drama, you know. Um, we have it on both sides too, you know. In the in the truth and freedom community, we still have a, we still get drawn to the drama of things, um, and so so people tend to take the path that um, that will feed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to. Um, I was going to ask you about. Do you have any? So as far as. Uh, the activism you've done, the events you've done. I mean, it seems when I read your news, I've only been able to get to a few, but when I read uh, the newsletter, it's like, okay, the Wednesday we're doing this, Friday we're doing this, Saturday we're doing this. So yeah. I can only imagine how many events you've been out. Do you have any, as far as um, good stories or interactions you've had with people like positive or negative that you want to, you can give us a little recap of? Sure. Yeah. It, it's been quite a year, Patrick. Um, We've um, been out with signs about 150 times. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, like I was saying earlier, I'm doing this full time. 
I'm doing this full time, um, supported by family money, no, mm. no private. Uh, you know, you're not controlled opposition being funded by uh, no George Soros okay. money. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so I've just gone full tilt, like like really living the truth, standing mm. out there, like really standing my ground, um, you know, speaking to others, like just all out. And, you know, one thing, you know, I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't feel it was being effective. Mm -hmm. So every time I go out, I actually feel like I've made connections with people or um you know, I've had enough people see the signs that it feels like I'm making some progress. Mm -hmm. And I actually do believe we've had an impact on the overall morale and public opinion of the Seattle, the greater Seattle area. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and um, so let me see, what would be good? I mean, just, you know, we take our signs, we have a, we've taken signs and banners out on the freeway. We've, we get a lot of exposure there on I-5 or 405. Or down in SeaTac is one of our favorite locations. Uh, we've also gone to all over Seattle neighborhoods with our signs just to get in front of more people. Um, so our, I know uh, at the year ending, I said um, I calculated over a million views of our signs mm -hmm. just based on the numbers of vehicles on the freeway and other locations. And so, you know, so I know it has an impact because this is how they spread their message is by getting viewership, is by getting people to see them. So we're trying to be um, trying to counter their mes message with our signs. Mm -hmm. And, and um, we, we calculate our signs to uh, to get people to question. For instance, our first sign was honk if you question coronavirus mm, okay. because people are on both sides of it. And we just want to plant seeds of, you know, questioning it and getting them to do their own research. Uh, right now, uh, another popular one was honk. If you question the mask mandate yep. and we had a big banner that said, end the, end the mask mandate end mask mandate now. And, um, you know, eventually we got up websites and stuff like that mm -hmm. for the Seattle truth network.com and, um, with some of our signs and campaigns there. And, um, and then in March, we started the March for Freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, that was an idea that an, someone else brought to me. And I like, hey, that's a great idea. Let's go for it. And so uh, we marched up and down Mercer Street in Seattle. Which is right in front of the Gates Foundation for all of you who are not yeah. Seattleites. But it's right literally in front of their, their building. There. Well, <laughs> Patrick, we started at the Bill and Melinda Gates yeah, Foundation yeah. right there on Fifth Avenue. And then we marched down Mercer Street, which is right through the Tech Corridor. corridor. It's, uh, we marched all the way down to Google. It's mm -hmm. a Google building. Um, we're also there with, uh, it's Amazon is right there. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're yeah. Everywhere. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, there's UW Medicine Research Facility there. There's a Fred Hutch mm -hmm. Research, which is getting tons of COVID funding. And um, so that's why we chose that location, because it's like right in the heart of all this biotech money that is really what is... Um, trying to drive this covid i used to work right down there in westlake i mean literally you know two blocks and right in so i know that area well um yeah um but what i was th i was thinking the other day and, and, and reminded me of now is that you know when we were out i was out there on saturday with you we were doing some chalk activity um and said hello yeah. to vladimir lenin in fremont but uh and it occurred to me before too that when people driving by see you and a bunch of and a bunch of people you're out there like signs like saying like 
you, we need to this needs to be talked about and, and addressed and yeah. people that aren't comfortable expressing that in your in your typical social situation or with their family and friends they see you and a group of people out there and it says okay again back to the you know I'm not alone and they feel like it can hopefully and just and they can honk their horn and they could that's but that's meaningful that is something you know what I mean that you can let them yeah. know that it's okay that again that you're not losing your mind you know what I mean so yeah. that that in itself is something even if they might not be out there marching or maybe maybe they might not be at the next event but you are planting somewhat of a seed right you're mm-hmm. letting people know like we're out here you know? yeah. So, yeah Patrick even in the city of Seattle we get about 15 to 20 percent of people like really happy to see us out there either honking waving or like just outright thanking us mm-hmm. um so take heart that there's that many people it we we're much more popular when we get out of the city mm-hmm. um but then there's that uh there's that middle ground of people who are uh going along with it mm-hmm. but um they may have seen something that doesn't make sense to them so we're hoping to plant some seeds there that will sprout and later on you know they'll something will get them to just say no um I also, like you were just saying, I think it's easier for them to see us out there than maybe they have a friend or relative who's trying, been trying to convince them not to get the vaccine. But here we are, they see us mm-hmm. and maybe, okay, maybe their friend or relative isn't crazy, you know? Like I had, here's a good story. I had um, a young man walk up to me when we were on the overpass in Bellevue. He was probably about 25 and he said... Um, he said, you know, my mom's trying to convince me not to get the vax, but I want to hear from you. What's your, what's your take on it? And why wouldn't you? And so I, I just told him some of the facts that I was aware of and where he should probably look to get research. And so I feel like, um, I was helping his mom that day, you know, because yeah. maybe his mom isn't quite so crazy. And so he really appreciated listening to me. And so those are the people that are kind of in the middle and they mm-hmm. actually, are slowly or quickly waking up and I've been seeing them more and more coming to me um this last six months so um there was another woman I met in West Seattle and she just she just woke up spontaneously because it was always mask on you know the masks were going too long and it kept getting extended and so she just kind of took to the internet and started researching masks and found out okay maybe they're not really that effective they don't do shit (laughs) why are we doing this a year later so she's just spontaneously woke up and was so happy to find us so i that's why i try to keep out there it's Mm. like okay let people find us at least even if they just drive by and see our signs they are they know they're not alone yeah yeah it's it's something and it could grow into something you know meaningful for them and and help help you spread the the good vibes and the exactly <laughs> yeah. and i try to give them our website address or email address so that if they need support I, I really am there if people email me it's like um i'll i'll come help you you know stand your ground on exemptions really yeah in fact tomorrow like for instance tomorrow i'm going to help um a woman who's been a volunteer in our network and she's you know she's a friend of mine now uh these past few months she needs a medical procedure but they are they they are willing to let her be exempt from the mask, but they are expecting her to take a COVID test before the procedure. So I'm going to go in tomorrow and see if I can help her actually um, sign a waiver and, you know, get around that. Because, I mean, she's she's really firm that she does not want 
the vax. She doesn't want a mask. She doesn't want yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the right test. There with her. Yeah, I'm yeah. Shit. <laughs> and so exactly because yeah. it would um, compromise her personal beliefs. So, I mean, you know, are they actually going to deny her medical service based on that? So I'm going to try and go in and, and just find the friendly path because you know, it's hard to force people to give you a medical procedure. Yeah, yeah. So we try to be a little bit more amenable to, to common sense in that case. And so that's why she asked me to come with her because she, it's sometimes it's harder to stand up for yourself. Yeah. So, but that's the kind of thing I do. I've done that with, with a few other people too, um, to help them stand for a mask exemption, um, to help them work around vax exemptions. Uh, right now, no one has actually faced a mandatory vaccine in what in it locally mm-hmm. um although we'll see how Not that changes one, yeah yeah we'll see how that changes so coming like, up so i was uh mentioned i, I think it's, so i the buzz that i'm hearing is that the fda will you know they'll just rubber stamp it at the end of august beginning of september that's the seems to be the ideology and then would they would they would they could they i mean would they even mandate it even if they had that with the government, I don't know if they, if, uh, if they could try and justify it that way, but the, I think they will try anything they think they can mm-hmm. get away with. Yeah. Um, that seems to be this kind of cat and mouse game that we're, we've been playing this year, and it's going to vary by state. You know, different states seem to be taking different things, and they mm-hmm. have different governors that are willing to implement this. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I like to think that we've been right there um, as the voice of resistance in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And that we have had an influence on what Inslee's been willing to push. So that, um, so if he, if he tries that, we'll be right there. He, he's putting the onus onto businesses to enforce mm-hmm. it. And so I think he's trying to get the numbers up as much as he can through them so that he's off the hook. I mean, he, he's bearing no liability in this because he never forced them to do it. He just suggested it, even though it's, it's clearly an illegal order mm-hmm. to mandate um, vaccination. There is no nothing in our government or constitution that would allow this. Right, and then if they if they get around it and they just pal up with uh, corporations and, and and then then that's fascism, which we have pretty much already. But if you just say corporations and government merging into one structure is fascism, so if people uh, you've been using that term and you don't know that that's what we're uh, living under, you gotta gotta tune into that because yeah, that's what they'll do. Yeah. They'll try the We'll try the soft coercion, like you said, public places, restaurants, stores. Then they'll try and get you at your job. We'll try and get you at school, your church, your, um, you know, what else? I'm, I'm wondering when health insurance is going to try and tell people you have to get it. You know, they're going to try and figure out do that. And I'm actually, I'm worried for, let's say it gets worse and worse. And we who, who do not want that in our body. What if you go to the emergency room or, you, you know, you, something really urgent happens and you need it. And then it really becomes rubber to the road. Like you need some kind of urgent care. And they're really and they're really that Nazi ish about it. And they say, you know what I mean? And it comes down to you have to submit to this, 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 and this. You know what? Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I totally I hear you. Yeah. So people should realize that. And like you're saying, don't let it even get near that. But if we're passive, it's going to you know, steadily get there, right? So and take this time to build your support network. Mm-hmm. If you have f- friends and family around you that you can call in, in an emergency that, that can maybe go with you to the emergency room to advocate for you, that's a huge help, you know? Um, or I know of, I know some of these groups that are into um, 
you know, more the survivalist stuff. Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure out uh, free market medicine and, you know, first aid. So those are things to look into. Do we need to create our entire support structure? I mean, I think medicine... As much as we can, we do, yeah. 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 I think medicine has really played its hand here as far as being corrupt and not really acting in our best interest. So, you know, I mean, use it for while you need it, but Mm -hmm. wean yourself off of the system. It's clearly corrupt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it goes back to the Rockefellers. Well, a big part of it, right? I mean, um, (laughs) they, 100 plus years ago, pretty much... uh, they, they, they went after homeopathic natural healers and labeled them quackery, took mm-hmm. over took over the American Medical Association, bought all the medical schools and got themselves on the board and pretty much, you know, they got there. They pretty much originated Big Pharma and this whole racketeering operation that we see there. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, so if you don't know that, that's why I think, you know, it's one of those things. You got to know how it how we got here, and that's a big part of that story. You know, so. yeah. Rockefeller needed a way to dispose of his petroleum byproducts, mm-hmm. and yeah. so they invented uh, pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these uh, all these commercials you see for whatever one of these weird names they make up that have thirty seven side effects and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, it's just um, byproducts of petroleum processing, right? Yeah, but they can mimic biological uh, compounds, and so they have some effect on on um, diseases. But there's always a side effect because Mm -hmm. they're not really natural. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, more people will uh, be, you know, learn some of the stuff and and feel. comfortable joining in here is there anything else you want to share or talk about with um, you know people out there um well definitely contact me you know get on my email list you'll get notices of activities because networking even just a little bit can be so reassuring um and take take advantage of this time before the fall comes Mm -hmm. before flu season hits again but um also, you know, this will be finite. You know, it could be, it could go on for another year. It could go on, some say, up to five years. Mm-hmm. So if you can see your way through that, likely, um, certainly things will ease off at some point. You know, if we look, if we compare this to what happened after 9-11 and the war, the war on terror, mm-hmm. where, you know, there was such such strict travel restrictions for a while and all of these things changed. I mean, some things never really went back, but we saw after a few years that there was some relaxing in the rules. Mm-hmm. And then um, overall it was, you know, 10 to 15 years of, you know, modified restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it kind of came and went, but we all, we all put, put up with it. We got through it. We're still taking our shoes off at the airport and <laughs> all that shit. So. Well, th- actually, that's kind of relaxed a little bit, although, well, that relaxed. Now it's that you have to wear a mask, so it's just changed. It's a different different dance. Yeah. But um, so there will be an end in sight cause, because, uh, you know, trust me, people all over do know this is wrong, and the further it goes on, the more they will know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. There will be some casualties from this. You know, already the vaccine is, is, is killing people. I know people not in my closest sphere but you know one degree away people in my group that have had loved ones die or really actually die actually die um they've been mostly men in their 70s uh with from heart complications about three weeks after the vaccine it seems to be a really common thing and even the doctors who are treating them are 
seeing it, you know? So that's what I mean by people are waking up. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a, in our network, we have a nurse who works at Northwest Hospital and she said she's been seeing teenagers come in with the myocarditis. Yeah. And I mean, that is, that is a heart, that's heart damage, you know? And, um, you know, it, and it could impact them. It can keep them from being athletes. It can keep them from, you know, it can shorten their lifespan. So this isn't something to just shrug and say, oh, take one for the team, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, we really, we really want to keep as many kids healthy as possible. Yeah, that's what makes me really upset is what's being, you know, in, in an acute way is when I see, especially little kids, they're making them wear masks and they can't play with each other. They're, they're, they're being inculcated with this idea that everyone's a, you got to be afraid of people. They're going to hurt you and yeah. die to be around them. You can't like be a kid and run around and jump around and wrestle and whatever, just, and just be, have regular right. contact with humans. And then, and, uh, and they're ruining their whole education experience. And then, uh, yeah. And then, and what's, what are going to be the long-term psychological effects of this on kids? I don't, yeah. that makes me really, really upset. They're definitely changing society in the future with yeah. this. It's part of the new, uh, it's part of the reset. You know, you mm -hmm. have to get to the kids to True. create the yeah, reset. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but I would say the message to individual individuals though, is to, um, is to remain, remain yourself, you know, be the good you stick to your principles and mm -hmm. hold your ground because that's what you can do. And, um, in fact, let this bring out the best in you, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, you know, you, we don't have to have, let's see, you know, we don't have to let them define our lives and our experience. They're doing no. what they're doing, but mm -hmm. we can enjoy life in the meantime. Mm -hmm. I've actually been, you know, before this, I had the group meetings once or twice a month, but, but since COVID hit and we started having, I started getting volunteers joining me. Um, I've been more social this year. You know, we've had more gatherings. We've had more face-to-face, um, -face, more in-person gatherings. So I consider that I have more friends now than I did before COVID. Awesome, yeah. I've lost some. <laughs> uh -huh. I've definitely lost some. But, yeah. um, but I've gained some. And we've made fast friends because this, you know, nothing like a crisis to help people bond. So yeah. by all means. And we can be, you know, our true selves, like you're saying. We don't have to pretend and uh, we can yeah. just kind of support each other and be and and help help each other get through it because there's mm -hmm. no other option right so yeah. yeah and a lot of a lot of people are um you know a lot of people have moved out of seattle you know Which I'm, I can't. I'm, I'm looking i don't know i well, don't let know me, if there is a haven but i'm look if it's out there i want to be there let me make a case yeah, yeah. first day right here uh -huh. because there are a handful of us that are like um we got to stay here and keep the lights on, you know, of common sense, of, mm -hmm. of truth. Um, and also the fact that, you know, you can move to Idaho, you can move to Montana or Texas, but they still had man mass mandates to some degree in mm -hmm. those areas. And it, they might just be one election away from having a governor exactly. that starts to impose more things. Mm -hmm. So, so I, for some people it makes sense to move and that's totally fine. But for others, it's like you're here, You've got your support network here, probably friends, family here that you can build on. Um, also, I know some people who've moved out of the country and now all of us and they found themselves in a place where they didn't speak the language and they were subject to corruption that they didn't even understand. So through mm. through the covid lockdowns. 
So I, I think you're best off where you know the people and you can speak to them and you know, um, and you have your support structure. I was able to go this entire year without wearing a mask because when I would go shopping, I, I got kicked out of some places, mm -hmm. but that's fine. I just went somewhere else or I just asked them to accommodate me. Mm -hmm. And so they did my shopping for me or oh. they, they didn't give me curbside service, whatever. You know, I did, I, I was willing to make compromises that didn't feel mm -hmm. humiliating to me. So, um, so that's, so, but these are people that I can negotiate with. They speak my language. They mm -hmm. know my culture. Uh, so, you know, and if a place was unwilling to work with me, I would just go somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's how we can get through this. Um, and we had to go, you know, instead of meeting at the library, cause those were closed all year, they have a nice, nice meeting rooms there. Mm -hmm. Well, we had to go into houses mm -hmm. or other people, you know, some businesses that were in the network, they'd let us use their rooms. So we, you know, you have to get creative and you have to work around these things, but we can, we can do this. So. All right. I've been thinking along the same lines that uh, I was looking at Florida, but yeah, like you're saying, um, DeSantis says some good things, but yeah, he could, if the, you know, some higher up just gives him like, dude, you're done. Your, your little, uh, campaign here is your, you know, your, well, your, yeah. that, this is over. So I'm wondering, I'm thinking is, yeah, is that just like some honey trap? Is it going to be kind of okay for a little bit and then just get the same thing and then yeah I won't know anybody yeah if pa I go elsewhere Patrick know. I have a friend in Florida and she was teasing me all year about how she could go to a bar and have beer and mm -hmm. go to football games and stuff and I said I said yeah but you're missing all the fun we're out on the street <laughs> we're out on the street getting um you know making connections with people and and we're you know we had our share of drama I, uh we you know we've had uh, eggs thrown at us tomatoes nice uh, we've had trolls come out and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's really, it's, it's been like a, um, it's like a, a war quote unquote, you know? So it's been quite an adventure. Uh, I've been trying to, I've been trying to take that perspective myself. They're after us. Black <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> no, I've been trying to keep in this mindset of, um, not just getting black pilled, not just being just let it just being defeated and saying that, yeah, we're we're facing this and it's really effed up. But if you want to look into the future and say, okay, what did I do when I saw it happening? Was I just a little bitch and did I just crumble up and cry, or did I stand up and do something? And I'm I'm not going to be the the former. I'm going to be you know I'm going to I want to know that I when I recognize it, I did what I could do. You know, and that's all. There's no other choice. So however optimistic I am or not I, I'm not just going to cower and accept it I'm just going to uh -huh. plow forward and see what we can do there's no other, there's no other choice so yeah. I'm trying to take that as a in some way positive to say all right I guess we're here in this time period for some reason right you know yeah we're we're we, we're here this is what's happening and you have a choice to to act or to or to cower and and let it uh, just overwhelm you so yeah yeah patrick i would yeah. say indeed the the reward of accepting this challenge is is just now compared to a year ago when i started um you know i've just been gifted with tremendous clarity on the issue mm -hmm. tremendous um support from others um you know not really not worried about where my next meal is going to come from because I just, I'm not worried about getting kicked out, things like that. So, um, just a lot of resilience mm -hmm. of character. So, um, so yeah, I do encourage people to take that challenge and stand their ground and, uh, and, and just, you know what, 
um, I have been out on the street willing to listen to anyone that comes there with an argument, willing to accept whatever comes my way, eggs, tomatoes, whatever. And so there's an achievement there as far as like really facing my fears. You know, we've had some tremendous um, bullies coming after us, but we've always, you know, sometimes we've had to call the police, but we've always um, stood our ground. Mm -hmm. And so it's a tremendous, um, tremendous feeling to do that. And so whoever's listening to this will have, you know, you'll have a different venue as far as is this going to be bullies at work, bullies at, in the government, bullies in um, a shopping place mm-hmm. that you might need to stand your ground with. And so I would just lend you some encouragement to, to realize that they're not as scary as you think they are. <laughs> I mean, we have it. I mean, Patrick, going into the mass mandate, we would have, well, actually, even the lockdown um, gatherings were illegal. So here yeah. we are gathering on the street. We're, I mean, we've been violating these you know, mandates all year long. And you would have thought, oh, we could be arrested. Mm-hmm. We could be harassed. Uh, let me tell you, the police have given us 0% trouble this year. They actually, there's a few times when they had to kick us off of private property. But honestly, they, one for one, I mean, from our interactions, one for one, they support our message. They know what's going on. So they have not been harassing us. No, honestly, to, my, to the best of my knowledge, no one has been arrested or fined or anything for not wearing a mask, except for a few instances where they were kind of protesting, you know. But um, so it's, it's there's, a, there's a, a feeling that, uh, oh, I have to follow the rules or I'll get in trouble. But actually, just stand your ground and you'll find that no one's enforcing this. No one's enforcing this. I mean, past a certain point, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are, yeah, there's some, some bitches out there, but (laughs) there are, but you could, we can negotiate it. Okay. Yeah. That's good to hear. Hopefully that will continue. And if things get even more insane, Mm because you have to have the, the cops and the minions, they have to decide to betray their fellow citizens and just, and, and stomp the boot for their, you know, for their overlords. And hopefully more people when they, realize that um like you're saying there'll be enough sensible ones that won't go along with it right so yeah yeah that's what's going to get us through all right that's good to hear (laughs) all right do you want to give uh people some quick information on your website or email how to contact you and check out what you're up to yeah we have a couple websites you're going to link those the seattle truth network website and then march for freedom wa is our the current website as far as um you know our support campaign to really help people stand exempt from this Mm -hmm. you're going to help yourself and you're going to help the group if you stand exempt and don't don't vaccinate you know don't vaccinate spread the word don't vaccinate don't (laughs) we don't want people to bypass their better judgment right you know um so those are our websites contact me directly at victoria at seattle truth network.com i i actually really like hearing from people individually um you know let me know if i can help you you know or if or just Send me your story and I'll listen. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Yeah. Well, sounds good. All right. All right, everybody. I think we're going to wrap it up there.